Do you really know the world surrounding you? Do you sometimes feel that other worlds seem to exist beneath the surface of space, time, and reality? Can you picture in your head a situation where all these worlds crash down around you? Can you touch the other side? These are the tales of the fantastic, the macabre, and the supernatural. Boldly influenced in depth by the powers that were, the powers that are, and the powers that will be. Welcome to Dark Charm Presents. Stranger Turns. Dr. Jeffrey Slade opens the door to a psychiatric office and lets a gangly thin man walk inside. His eyes widened in shock as the man sat down. Mr. Mathers? Uh, uh, sorry about the mask. I I'm not feeling very well. Uh, didn't want to get anybody else sick. Yeah, no, yeah, it's me. What, what happened to you? You wouldn't believe it. Not even as I tell you now, Doc. You'd think that I had some random surgery or something. But I'm telling you, you'd be wrong. But you were... Fat. I used to be fat. Until now. I went to sleep, and a little over six hours later, like a month ago, I woke up to this. Is it even possible to lose 250 pounds in one night? I mean, only if you're cutting it off you in giant swaths with a cleaver or an axe or something, right? This happened in one night? But that is how it went for Benny. He just went to sleep, and he woke up swimming in his own skin. It was kind of disgusting. Fairly interesting in the way that I woke up literally half the man I was. My wife screamed in horror at what happened. I mean, she didn't know what to make of it either. I'm not even sure. I mean, I have my hunches though, and I mean, it stems back to when I was a kid. I was always big, and I'd always said a prayer before bed that I would be thin when I woke up. So many prayers and so many nights. I began to realize they weren't even working. And I tried the fat diets and all the exercising, but all that made me was an athletic fatty. All until that evening a month ago. My wife took me to the doctor the next morning to find out if there was a medical reason for this crazy weight loss. And Dr. Hearns, that's my doctor, she was as puzzled as we were, but she still ran a battery of tests. Wow. Tell me about it. I mean, six months prior to that, I had type 2 diabetes, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, and asthma. After the tests, I had none of that. Just a shit ton of extra skin. And Dr. Hearns, well, she saw no sign of what was the culprit behind the amazing weight loss. No cancer, no other diseases to siphon off my excessive fat storages. <laughs> Did I work out in excess, she would ask. I responded as I normally do. No. I mean, I originally took losing weight as a joke in itself. But all this was happening so sudden. Uh, it was kind of scary. There was an eerie silence between the two for a matter of seconds, but it felt more like hours. Benny was sweating from fear, and Dr. Slade was completely clueless. Speaking of jokes, uh, my wife jokingly said that I should become a superhero. The Flying Squirrel. <laughs> With all the extra skin, it kind of served as a patagia to fly around. I mean, I laughed. That wasn't possible though, but but now there's a new lease on my life. Do you think it was finally all those prayers that finally did it? I'd like to think that, but uh, man, I'm, I'm telling you, Doc, I'd be lying if I was sure, because I'm not. How, um, how are other things going on in your life, Mr. Matters? Benny paused 
as he mulled over the question. My sex life is amazing now. I mean, her I would get tired boinking my wife after a few minutes of hard fucking now lasts me much longer. She appreciates that too, I could tell you. Uh, but there is a certain wonder in her eyes that it wasn't there before. This is a very peculiar case, Mr. Matters. Again, Doc, I mean, I have no idea what was going on with my body. Only that I was half the man I was, and uh, in a good way. I made arrangements with my doctors to see a plastic surgeon to get the excess skin removed once and for all. That was about two weeks ago. It was all gone. But after the surgery, I was a new man, and, and the extra skin was gone, and my muscles were starting to get toned. But like, I began to have really strange dreams. Wake up in the middle of the night, hearing a voice. It would disappear. And then I'd fall back to sleep. And this was happening like twice a night. It got to the point where I would hate going to sleep without a sleep aid. And I'm not a drinker. Uh, you know, like, but NyQuil helped a lot. But eventually the sleep aids didn't even, you know, help. But something else happened. And, and it was something I wasn't expecting. It created a sleep paralysis. I'd be laying there next to my wife and hearing the voices. I couldn't understand them at first. But as time wore on, I realized it was another language entirely that I was hearing. It was driving me crazy. And it was enough that I thought about going to a psychiatrist. And that, you know, here I am with brand new body and a new lease on life. And I'm wondering about the meaning of it all. So, so what do you think, Doc? Dr. Jeffrey Slade stared at Benny in disbelief. There wasn't much he could say. Hmm. So, um, you're hearing voices in your head, and they're in another language? Not really in my head. Kind of like within my soul. I kind of feel it, even though like I'm hearing it in my brain. It's, I can't quite explain it. It's, it's weird. It's weird. Are they telling you to do bad things? I don't know. I can't understand what they're saying. Dr. Slade closed his notebook and stared studiously at Benny. <sighs> Mr. Mathers, it's perfectly understandable to question your role in life. Uh, even your role in your universe for some... Some things, uh, sometimes bad... How do I put this? Sometimes bad things happen to good people. But in this instance, it uh, looks like good things happened to good people. Just take this was it, it, it exactly what it is. It's, it's a gift. Benny sat up on the couch and fidgeted nervously with his hands. I, I don't think it's a gift, Doc. I, I think it's a curse. How, how do you believe this is so? You just lost 250 pounds and got a new lease on life. I can't sleep. The voices wake me up, and I tend to stay awake. I mean, this has been murder on my job and my relationships, and I can't take it anymore. I think I'm going crazy. Dr. Slade went through his papers looking for a particular referral. Well, we can do a sleep study and see what activity is going on in your brain. I'm perfectly sure there's a scientific reason why this is happening. Benny quickly agreed to the testing, and weeks later, he got a call that had all been set up. He got to the sleep center for his tests, and took the doctors about three hours to get the room and the equipment set up. He finally went to sleep, 
In the middle of the evening, he was awakened by the voices. Considering that he needed the study to take its course, he made sure he didn't do anything to jeopardize the study. The next morning, he got up. The nurses and the doctors were all staring at him with shocked expressions. He asked what the matter was, and none of them could give him a straight answer as to what had happened. They told him that they would be in touch. Weeks went by without Dr. Slade, or any doctor for that matter, contacting him. It was then time for his next session when Slade opened the door to his office. He remained silent as he brought Benny into the room. He looked disheveled, and clearly he had not been sleeping very well himself. Damn, Doc, you look worse than I do. Mr. Mathers, I've reviewed the footage from the sleep study, as well as the test paperwork they put you through, and uh, I found some interesting results. It was enough so that I was wary of contacting you over the phone. I really wanted to tell you in person. What is it, Doc? I mean, am I dying or something? Get on with it. I mean, what, what's, what's the purpose? The doctor ordered Benny to get up from the couch. He wanted to show him something. The doctor slipped a DVD into the tray on his computer and waited for it to load. Come here, Mr. Mathers. Now, I want to show you this footage has not been doctored in any particular way. He pressed play. Footage of Benny's sleep study came to this screen. There was no sound, but Slade pointed insistently at the screen. Now, Mr. Mathers... You actually get some sleep for about two hours, but you don't hit the REM cycle that's needed for the uh, restful night's sleep that you're normally supposed to get. You're not snoring. You're not being affected by any other outer stimuli. I'm confused. Why is any... What does any of this matter? Just wait. There's more. The footage continued as a green light suddenly bathed over Benny while he was sleeping and levitated him clear off the bed. Benny's eyes widened in horror. Wait a minute, this actually freaking happened? An excitement came over Slade as he pointed at the screen. Yes, yes it did. The brainwaves that you're experiencing keep you in the mode that you are awake, but not that anything is really happening to your body. There are shocks to your system that made us wonder also. While in the state of levitation, that, that's when I heard the voices. Remember what they said. What did they say to you? I don't know. I can't understand them. C calm down, Mr. Mathers. Getting excited like this doesn't know in any... It was in that instant an arc of electricity came from Benny and shocked Dr. Slade. Slade's eyes rolled back into his head as he started convulsing. <laughs> Doc. Doc, are you okay? Benny touched Slade's arm. The doctor was unresponsive, but the voices once again came over Benny. This time, he was wide awake. He put his hands to his ears. Jesus, stop talking to me! Benny lay down on the couch and held his head tight, like it was a savage migraine coming to kill him. Was his brain going to explode, Benny thought? The pressure started to get tighter and tighter as it came closer and closer to his sinuses, even his face hurt. Ow! What the hell? Suddenly, something shot out of his nose. 
and Benny stopped hurting. He opened his eyes to see the small gray capsule was floating in front of him. To his amazement, it began to enlarge. When the capsule got to the size of a large watermelon, it landed on the office floor. Dr. Slade was knocked unconscious and unable to see what was going on. Benny sunk deep into the couch in fear. The capsule was a little tiny spaceship. A door opened and something got out. The humanoid figure about the size of a G.I. Joe pressed some buttons on an armband he was wearing and grew to the size of a small toddler. He started speaking to Benny. It was the same phrase he was hearing in his bouts of insomnia. This time, Benny could respond to the tiny humanoid. I don't know what you're saying. His attention went over to Dr. Slade, who was still in a trance, not seeing any of this. The little visitor hit some buttons once more. The voice suddenly changed. Can you hear me now? The little visitor yelled back into the pod. I knew we were on the wrong frequency. I have been having conversations with this poor guy in Plutonian. Thanks a lot, Rick. Benny cautiously got off the couch and knelt down in front of the alien life form. Yes! The visitor pulled off his helmet to reveal a large-headed humanoid, almost akin to a male version of Betty Boop. From the top of the head protruded two antennae. Have you been trying to talk to me? Yes, we have, Earthling. And don't worry, everything is okay now. What? What are you? Well, my colleagues and I are not from your world. Technically, not even your reality either. But we took a wrong turn and... Yeah, we were in a cosmic storm and for some reason, it coincided with your snoring. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You took a wrong turn and ended up in my head? Benny laughed. He couldn't help it. The little alien explained further. We lost our fuel supply, and we needed an alternative source to get our ship running again. Luckily, because of you, we were able to use your body fat to get everything converted to fuel. You have a lot of it. So what were you trying to tell me every night that was bothering the living hell out of me? The little alien cleared his throat, trying not to look embarrassed. We, um, we were trying to tell you to turn over, but Rick had the wrong frequency. Of all the things that the aliens could have said to Benny, that was not what he expected. You, you just wanted me to just turn over. That's it. Just turn over? <clears throat> yeah. If you would have did that, we would have left your body through your anal cavity before you would have even known we were there. But you sleep on your back, so... Benny sat down on the carpeted floor and looked depressed. All this time, I thought there was a divine meaning to all of this. I don't 
know how divine it is to have your body fat siphoned from your body to pilot a 235 spear wiffle, but your body signs stabilized beautifully. You keep up living right, and you can live to a good old age. The little alien looked at the men and felt empathy. He knew that there was something else he was expecting. He realized that it didn't seem to make Benny feel any better, and he needed to think fast. You know what? Maybe it is divine. I really don't know. What is it that the Christians say? The Lord works in mysterious ways? But how should I know? I'm from out of this world. The little alien put back on his helmet and saluted Benny. Well, I must be going now. By the way, we killed a couple of tumors in your brain. They would have been bad later on. Benny leaned inquisitively towards the ship. Will I get better sleep now? Oh yeah, you should be okay now. So long, Benny Mathers of Earth. He entered the pod and shrank down until Benny could no longer see the ship. Dr. Slade stirred and finally woke out of his trance. Dear God, what just happened to me? Benny stood next to him. He didn't have the heart to tell him exactly what had happened. He would have never believed him anyways. I don't know, Dr. Slade. You just, like, you passed no. out. I felt like I was being electrocuted. I couldn't see anything, and I couldn't hear anything. Benny wondered to himself whether or not to tell Dr. Slade the truth about what happened with the aliens. He smirked and kept it all to himself. And true to the little guy's word, Benny slept like a baby that night. He didn't need to go back and see Dr. Slade after that, because Dr. Slade himself now needed a shrink. The End Or is it? <laughs> this has been Strange Occurrence, directed by Danny Atwell. Gatekeeper, Miguel Pedroza. Benny Mathers, played by Justin Gregory. And the Alien, played by Amanda Cavanaugh. Jeffrey Slade, played by Danny Atwell. Tune in again for episode 3, entitled The Wrong House. <laughs>